Will the terror attacks add heat to the GOP's battle to fund Homeland Security? They want to build a fence, damn it. They want to build a big fence. I mean, even Governor Rick Perry says the bigger the fence, the bigger the ladder. Now, Republicans already lacked a strategy to avoid a DHS shutdown. Now, events in Europe are putting the divisions between those politicians under scrutiny. Congressional Republicans, once again, have no clear plan. (laughs) Big surprise, right? And they have no clear plan to avert a shutdown of the Department of Homeland Security. This is an agency that costs nearly $40 billion per year, whose funding is set to run out at the end of February next month. Now, despite the recent terrorist attack in Paris and an upsurge in possible threats by the militant Islamic State group, we've seen Twitter and YouTube taken down. We've seen threats. Attorney General Eric Holder says this keeps him up at night and that we definitely, definitely, after that attack, it is quite possible that we will be attacked. But in a bid to appease conservatives and punish President Obama, which kind of is sort of like the same thing, isn't it? It it appeases conservatives to punish the president, to attack the president, to just make fun of anything this president does. And for punishing him specifically for taking executive action on immigration, Republicans did not provide full funding for this agency. Now, I think that my six and seven-year-old would know That after a terrorist attack, I swear to God, this happened today in the car. Earlier today, my son had a eye doctor appointment, ophthalmologist. He's had two eye surgeries, technically four, because it's two eyes, one on each eye, twice. And uh, we were going to school after the doctor's appointment. My daughter was catching a little nap in the back, and I had on the news, very low, because I don't want my kids to hear much of the news because it can be very negative, and I thought he was sleeping, but he wasn't. And he said, what attack, mom? And I said, what? He goes, what terror attack? Seven years old. I don't think he knows what the word terror means. I think he knows what attack means. And I told him some bad guys had some guns and killed people. Did they shoot them? You know, did they shoot them, mom? Yep. And where are they? They're dead. They are? Yep, they're dead. They're dead, and this happened in Paris and France very far, far like London, because we went to London last August to visit my best friend. They're not here. Because terrorists, my friend, not just to a seven-year-old, are the type of thing that bad dreams, nightmares are made of. The boogeyman doesn't live in the closet or under the bed. The boogeyman lives among us. And in these days, in 2015, in the form of terrorism. And you don't have to look at this through the eyes of a child, a seven-year-old like my son, to know that. It is common sense that if you're going to increase your terrorist alert, if you will, if you're going to brush up on your security, not your Shakespeare, if you're going to increase, perhaps, police presence as they're doing in France, even if Americans may not be aware of it. You need more funding, not less, 
more personnel, more minds, and more people working together to come up with a solution to prevent yet another terrorist attack here in the United States. And that requires the Department of Homeland Security not only to be funded, but to get a raise, in my opinion. Now, that's not going to happen because politicians on the right care more about politics than they do you, the American people. And they're, they're making that very, very clear with these actions. The House is set to move this week on a largely symbolic legislation that would fund the agency, but it would roll back several of the president's immigration initiatives, including the new policy that would defer deportations for millions of undocumented Americans who have citizen children and 2012's move that allowed undocumented children raised in the U.S. to attend college or enlist in the military. It's a good time to beef up our military as well. Once again, House Republicans, this isn't even bending over for corporatists. This isn't even bending over for big money. This is showing that politics in winning their way and putting down this president and disagreeing with him and stopping him at every turn and being the party of no is more important to them than the will of the American people, the security of the American people, the safety of American people, the best interest of the American people. Now, House Republican leaders know this bill cannot pass the Senate. So why waste taxpayer time and money with this? It certainly would not be signed into law by the president, but they believe that by moving any bill this week, they're laying the groundwork to avoid a shutdown by giving Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell enough time to craft a bill that could pass before the February 27th deadline. Desperate times call for desperate measures. We are in a desperate situation, racing a clock that we don't know the time on, racing a date that we are not aware of to beef up security to avoid a terrorist attack like this. And what do Republicans do? They play politics. And they're playing politics with your life and mine. And you know what? I damn well resent it. They say, quote, we're moving early, not wholly because of, but partly because of the fact that we want to have this debate and blah, 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 blah. Well, let's hear some blah, 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 blah from a couple of those Republicans. First, House Speaker Boehner, he insists it's possible to do both, fund the DHS and stop the president's immigration action again. (laughs) What's in the best interest of the American people and what is in the best interest of security? That's why it's called Homeland Security. This is Speaker John Boehner. Listen, I said uh, what happened... uh Uh, over there reminds us that we should be vigilant. There are terrorists uh, around the world uh, who are intent uh, on killing Americans and other uh, freedom-loving individuals around the country. Uh, I believe that the president's uh, executive actions with regard to immigration uh, are outside of the Constitution and outside of his powers. And I believe that we can deal with that in the Department of Homeland Security bill uh, without... And that is obviously more important than the security safety of the American people. And here is um, numero dos House Majority Whip Steve Scalise. He says the Congress um, writes the laws on immigration and everything else, not the president. Here he is. If you look at what we're working on this week, uh, tomorrow we're going to bring legislation uh, to reestablish the rule of law, make it clear uh, that it's the Congress 
not the White House who writes immigration laws. Uh, our members have been very actively working together uh, to get a good bill that's going to be brought forward to pass the House and move over to the Senate. Well, the terror attacks, you know, have a battle with Republicans. But I feel that the war, if you will, that's been waged in Washington is against the American people, against our best interest, against our security and against our safety. Now, privately, Republican aides in both the House and the Senate, they concede that the intra-party battle will be much more complicated. This is not just between the House and the Senate. There are conservatives like Senator Ted Cruz of Texas who continue to push to defund the president's executive action on immigration. But he's got no clear vision on how to do it. And then they have the chairman of the House Appropriations Committee, Hal Rogers, who said it would be, quote, impossible to roll back this executive action because the agency that oversees deportations is fee funded. And what does that mean? Independent of congressional bankrolling. Conservatives who oppose the executive action say Congress maintains a constitutional role in funding the government. And regardless of this reality, they cannot pinpoint which programs within the Department of Homeland Security that they would target specifically. Again, attack, but no alternative. Attack, no clear plan. Now, in previous standoffs, if there are any indication, there were some members, Cruz especially, who've had little regard for the GOP's leadership And their course of action, they don't want John Boehner's course of action. At the end of 2014, Cruz and Senator Mike Lee, a Republican from Utah, muddled the year in plans to move swiftly to avoid a government shutdown and put passage of spending bills in doubt. And the temporary spending provision for DHS was in large part a result of their hard fight for the position that a Congress controlled by Republicans in both chambers could get a better deal on rolling back Obama's immigration action than a divided legislative branch could. Want to bet? Quote, Republican leadership in both houses has promised publicly that they intend to fight in January and February to use the funding for DHS to stop President Obama's illegal amnesty. I very much hope we can follow through on those public commitments and promises, blah, blah, blah. That's Ted Cruz. House Republican leaders are watching the Senate GOP intently. McConnell's attempting to navigate his majority caucus and any legislation that comes through the Senate needs 60 votes to avoid a procedural filibuster. The GOP conference only has 54 members in the Senate. And that means any bill he proposes needs six Democrats, at least, most likely more. Because legislation that garners Democratic support, well, it's almost certain to lose GOP votes at the Tea Party margins. So they may gain six Dems and lose six Tea Party Republicans. You know what? I normally, again, would be sitting back watching these fireworks with popcorn and enjoying it with a smile on my face. But I don't. Because this is funding of the Department of Homeland Security. And we just had a massive terrorist attack in which 17 people died. And we have posting all over the bloody Internet that we are next. Our police are next. Our military are next. What the hell are these people smoking? So in your opinion, America, is it irresponsible? Because that would be the the best word, I think, to put on it. And maybe not the best, just one of many adjectives. That, that aren't vulgar or profane. Is it irresponsible for the GOP to threaten a February shutdown for the DHS over these immigration disagreements? Is this irresponsible, especially after the recent terror attacks in Paris and the increased threats from ISIS and Al-Qaeda to us? And we're back. Do you feel that you're being used as a political pawn, a political bargaining chip by the Republicans 
or that our security is being used as a political bargaining chip after their, the large-scale terrorist attack that we saw last week in France. The GOP is threatening a February shutdown for the Department of Homeland Security over disagreements with regard to immigration, and specifically the executive action the president <laughs> took. Is this irresponsible? Are you outraged? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Uh, let's see who is up uh, first. Uh, we go to uh, Charles in Santa Fe, New Mexico, on line one. Charles, good afternoon. Yeah, I do uh, believe we're a political pod. I don't feel like one, but I am one. I've seen the uh, political party, uh, the Republicans and the Tea Party do things that uh, in my day, I, I'm 72. I go back to uh, to uh, Truman. <laughs> Never seen this before, and uh, the more I see it, the more disgusted I get. People don't want to vote anymore because no matter what they do, the Republicans. Are well, Charles, win Charles let me ask you something. You're a Democrat, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you vote in the last election? Absolutely. Okay, I can't get on you then. (laughs) Well, no, I I say that because, I mean, mean, seriously, if Homeland Security is not funded, and at the end of February, the 11th hour comes and goes, and we are attacked, the Republicans, quite frankly, might might as well just, you know, take a gun and blow their brains out because they're committing political suicide. And, And I don't understand the risk to the American people in, in our security with regard to this. And I say that because if they did not have this power by having the majority in both the House and the Senate, we may not be having this conversation. And I'm angry at my fellow Dems who didn't turn out to vote. Glad, as a fellow Dem, Charlie, uh, Charles, that you did like I did. Thank you for your call. Well, I, as I said before, you know, the, the Democrats don't, don't usually vote in midterms. Yeah, well, that's so, going to change. I- that's going to change. I'm, t- I'm tired of the Democrats using that as an excuse. Uh, let's go to Michael on the Bronx Line 5. Michael, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hello there, Leslie. Hey. You know, these Republicans, they really want to keep pushing our buttons, don't they? They really want to keep kicking us off or pissing us off, whatever you want to call it. Because you say the word outrage, oh, man, that is an understatement, sister. I mean, the thing is, these are the same goofball that want to keep saying, the natural choice is right, the natural choice is right. And then they come up with this garbage that's jeopardizing so many million-plus lives. I mean, didn't we have this kind of thing before with one particular B-word that they like to keep bringing up, namely Benghazi? Remember that? Yep. They shorted they shorted the funds for the um, security and America embassy and add to that an offensive cartoon or some kind of Hey, they know. love to take their hatchet to programs that affect American lives. Cutting food stamps is another example. And we're back. Is it irresponsible for the GOP to threaten a February shutdown for the DHS over immigration disagreements? Pick up the phone and join me, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. I'll share your tweets as well. You can follow me there on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. We were talking with Michael in the Bronx before the break, uh, and he talked about uh, money, money, money. You know, he he even talked about, you know, money with regard... Uh, to uh, funding for security measures, with you know, in referencing Benghazi. Uh, Michael in the Bronx, thank you for holding. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Leslie. And, oh, God, I'm trying, trying so hard not to go over 
212 degrees because I'm so mad at this Republican Congress right now. I, I got to say, I mean, you know something? I think the Republicans do some stupid things, and I think this is stupid. And not only do I think it's stupid and I think it's political suicide, but I'm even surprised by this of them. I really am. I'm surprised that they would, I'm surprised they would go this far, especially after terrorist attacks. Right now, the American people, everybody's going along with their day, la-di-da-da, and we, what happens? Boom. Everything stops. There are these terrorist attacks. Boom. That's all you see in the news. That's all you hear. That's all people are talking about. That's what's trending. That's what's on Twitter. And, and, and people are more afraid when they lay their head down on the pillow at night. Part, I believe, of a politician's responsibility is the president's responsibility, his number one responsibility to keep our homeland secure. And the Department of Homeland Security assists in doing that. But as politicians, I think part of their jobs, left or right, and whether in the House or the Senate or even in a state-held office, is to help the American people live better lives. And part of that, I believe, is by helping to alleviate our fears, by letting them know, hey, we got your back. You know, we, you're, you're safe in our hands. You can get on that plane. You can go to that big stadium. You know, you, you can freely come and go. We don't want to feel like living in the United States is living... On the Gaza Strip. No, you're absolutely correct, Leslie. And you know the thing is that I was saying that this is a setup because, heaven forbid, if there's another terrorist attack either here in the U.S. or overseas, because of the way these Republicans are operating, you just watch there'll be another bunch of sick of. Um, of hearings going on from the House, one to go after witch hunt of President Obama. They want to blame him for this or blame him for that because they're the ones that are stopping and obstructing everything. You know, I am sick and tired of the double standards. I'm sick and tired of the two sets of rules, especially when it comes to the First Amendment. I'm sick and tired of these selfish-ass Republicans playing games with people's livelihoods, with people's rights. I mean, I'm an advocate for equal rights, truth, and justice, and I'm call it both ways, all right? And as, and as an American, I want to send a message to these Republicans that might be listening. I'm just exercising my First Amendment rights to speak the truth and to make sure that the truth is carried out, unlike you guys who always want to provoke some kind of complication, provoke some kind of um, violence or destruction, and I've had it up to here with it. If you guys don't like my speaking the truth, then you can kiss my all-American black lump for all I care, and that is the bottom line, because Michael... Michael, I love you, but I don't think anybody... I mean, I think people love you and listen to you and and, and agree. I know, all-American black background to take the game. You know, I don't think anybody, it, I, I, I love you, but you need not threaten people that don't agree with you. That's a wonderful thing about this democracy. We, you know, we don't have, unless, you know, terrorists want to, you know, come and kill us for expressing our opinions, which is always a possibility, folks, just to be realistic about that. Michael, thanks for the call. Uh, let's go to San Francisco line three with Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good afternoon and welcome. Uh, I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, well, basically, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the Republican Party doesn't represent the interests of the American people. And I believe that they just uh, only and totally want to basically get power and profit. And uh, it's a shame, but that's the truth. And if you look at what their agenda is, uh, going after Social Security, they want a tax code that favors the wealthy. Um, I haven't seen one thing to, to make the lives better for an average American. 
And the problem is people keep voting for them and putting them in office and wondering why we're having all these problems when they send these people right back to Washington. And it doesn't matter what they do. If you look at Wisconsin, Paul Ryan's come out and said he wants to get rid of Social Security and, and he wants to basically gut uh, Medicare. And, and, and they, they vote him back in. Same with Walker. They vote him back in. He wants to, he wants to bust unions and make uh, working people's lives miserable. And, and, you know, we wonder why we're having all these problems. They keep sending these people back. They've got nothing to offer the American people. I haven't seen one, one thing that they've done to try to make our lives better in this country. And if there is, you, you could, could you tell me which, what it is? I can't because there isn't one. They, lo- they, they love to try and block things or defund things or repeal things or rip up or, you know, take a hatchet to things. But they don't have an alternative. They don't have a replacement. They don't have a clear plan in place. And, that, and this is no exception to that pattern of behavior by this party. You know, it's really scary, Leslie, that they're willing to, to really jeopardize the security of this country uh, because they're uh, upset at President Obama for an immigration policy that they had an ability to vote on and, and get something done, and they didn't do it because Boner, uh, John Boner can't get uh, the Tea Party Republicans to give amnesty to, uh, to aliens, and he, uh, illegal aliens, and he knows it. So he's going around and blaming Obama for something that he had control over and the Republicans had control over, and now they're going to threaten our, our security in this country because they couldn't get the job done and they want to blame Obama all for political, uh, you know, uh, some kind of advantage politically. It's, it, it's, it's, it's just a shame. It's not even American. I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm just so, so upset. You know, Social Security now, they, they've got their eyes set on that, on destroying that. I mean, this, this is a sad, it's a sad day in this country. It really is when we have a party like this. The only thing that's worse is people that vote for them. Hello. Let me give you an example of somebody who I think voted for them. Walt, who just tweet, tweeted, uh, at Leslie Marshall, PFFFT, I think that's like, pfft, right, you know, wake the hell up, Leslie. Obama is the seventh iman. Dense are we. Where was he in France? Hello. One. He is now the leader of... Uh, a, a, a Muslim mosque because he didn't go to France. Two, although I agree that he or somebody higher up should have been in France, it pales in comparison to, to sh- shutting down Homeland Security. So, you, you know, these are the type of people that voted for these, the, the, these, these idiots that we have now. And I voted. I'm a Democrat. So everybody out there is a Democrat and didn't vote. If you are, you know, if you know what, seriously, here, I'm going to say something so bold and people are going to hate me for this. Are you ready? Are you ready? If Homeland Security is shut down and we have a terrorist attack and people die because these Republicans defunded that, do not call me. You brought it on. You have yourselves to blame. You're right, Leslie. And and the thing is, is that uh, we've already been involved in fighting terrorism. We spent a lot of money fighting terrorism. These people over there are just coming to the party. And and unfortunately, what happened now, they're you know, they realize, you know, they've got to join together. But it's not like we haven't been involved in it. And and, then President Obama went over there right away. So, yeah, you could make that uh, argument that we should have sent somebody with a little higher profile. But still. The main thing is we got to worry about this country, and that's what I'm more worried about. And if the Republicans are going to hold our, our national security hostage, then that's, to me, a bigger problem than 
than this uh, not showing up with a high-profile, uh, you know, politician over there in Europe. Well, there should be no stipulation to our freedom and to our security. I got a, a lady here. Thank you for your call, Mark. Got a woman here on Twitter, Roberta. What an asinine thing to say. Defending amnesty doesn't mean DHS shut down. You guys are idiots in the cause of you know, BS, she said. Oh, she had said the actual term I can't say on the radio. But let me tell you something, Roberta. As I said on Twitter, you don't know your facts. The end of February, the funding for Homeland Security stops. The GOP isn't funding it unless dot, dot, dot. There should be no stipulations to our freedom. There should be no stipulations to our security. They, there never should be left or right. And I would say this if there were Democrats doing this as well. I told you I did not approve of what, what happened with this administration in France. I call it as I see it. I don't wake up in the morning and have D branded on my chest, my ass, or anywhere else. I'm a Democrat, but I don't agree with everything Democrats say and do. Just like you're a Christian. Do you agree with everything in the Bible? How many of you Christians had sex before marriage? Let me rest my case. Here's the, here's the bottom line. You do not screw with our security. And by saying, we'll fund DHS, but there's executive action by the president on immigration, apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. We need the Department of Homeland Security fully staffed and operational, even more so in light of these terrorist attacks. That's my opinion. What's yours? 8886 Leslie, 888653 is the number. Uh, let's go to Reggie in Georgia, line four. Reggie, good afternoon. Reggie, you with me? Reggie. Hello? Okay. How you doing, Leslie? Hey, Reggie. How are you? Just fine. Just fine. Uh, without National Homeland Security, how are we going to be protected from being attacked like what happened over there in Paris, France, by any, by any terrorists? If we don't have the money to fund it, and without it, we're, we're virtually 210% vulnerable to these terroristic-style attacks like what happened in France in you know, 9-11. What are we going to do without Homeland National Security and those to back it up, like the military? like they're supposed to, how are we going to protect ourselves without that, that, that shielding, if you will, or that... I can't, answer, I can't answer that question for you, because I don't, I, I, I don't think we can. I don't think we can adequately... Do, you know, look, we can yeah. never be 100% protected, whether we have Homeland yeah. Security and we have the National Guard and we have military and whether everybody carries a gun, for crying out loud, you never can be 100% protected from an ambush attack like this. But you must put all your ducks in a row and you must be as prepared as possible. Have we learned nothing from our own history? 9-11, we need to have more security and not just at our airports. And having more security doesn't just mean we take off belts and shoes, which I think is asinine. Right. Having, having security means that it's like boxing. They throw a right hook, you duck. But right. you can't think just because they threw a right a few times they're not going to throw a left. You've got to be prepared for that. And I, right. don't th- I don't think we're as prepared as we should be. And I right. don't think now is the time to defund an organization such as the Department of, uh, Department of Homeland Security. And I think that's common sense. Right. And I wish they would stop playing with our lives. These politicians stop playing politics with our lives. These are human lives. Look, they're all going to play politics left and right. right. But after the terrorist attack... This is something on a bipartisan level I think everyone could agree on. We need better security. Yes, we do. We need better security, and we need a better course of action against terrorism, and we need better 
ideas regarding securing our borders. That, does, that, that doesn't mean, when I say secure our borders, that doesn't mean, you know, that we become isolationists and build a fence. Right. Okay? So I don't understand Republicans who the biggest thing for them, the biggest thing is, is securing our borders, the biggest biggest concern they have with immigration. Okay? Right. And you're going to defund Homeland Security? Is that the the biggest you know piece of hypocrisy and contradictory legislation coming out of their pen versus what's coming out of their mouth and other areas of their body, other orifices? Right. And, uh, yeah, right. And what are their solutions? Have they come up with any? Again, no, there's not a solution. What they're basically saying is we want to punish you, Pre- Mr. President, for signing this executive order. Right. And what hangs in the balance is the security of American, the American people. So, you know what? Look, I can hold a grudge along with the best of them. I love to be right. I love to win. I will gladly admit that, but right. not at the expense of somebody else. And you know what? The, the, this, the, I don't think the politicians realize we're not in Kansas anymore. Right. Right. That's okay? There, there are terrorists around the world that want yep. to kill us right. around the world, including here. There, after terrorist activities, we often see copycats, and, and, and often in this country. And many times, most of the time, fortunately, they've been thwarted. And why? Not just the NSA. Right. Right? Department right. of Homeland Security. They all work together. It's like a well-oiled machine. Car doesn't work if you don't have a steering wheel or only three of the four tires. We're going to take right. a break. Reggie, thank you for the call. We'll be back after this. I'm Leslie Marshall. More of your calls coming up, and I'll share some of your tweets. We have a lot of them. Uh, uh, Senator Sessions, uh, uh, ZJ Sky says Sessions has what the GOP should do on immigration from this week. He said, we'll wait and see. And uh, let me see. Douglas says, can we assume the right-wing propaganda machine can be overcome so that they'll get the blame for it? Well, they will get the blame for it, Douglas, if we are blown to smithereens. go to Tony in Poughkeepsie, back with us on line three. Hey, Tony, good afternoon and welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good, good. Uh, well, I just wanted to talk about, um, you know, first about the, uh, you know, our security here and, uh, you know, sort of the, the meme that's going around now about us calling it, you know, radical Islam, saying that we're against radical Islam and things like that and uh, and how, you know, Obama's getting a lot of flack for not saying that explicitly and i think part of that is because we don't want to like they like the press they like the press of that you know these people that do you know carry out these terrorist actions they love to to have our president you know call them our number one enemy and uh i just think that there's this effort to sort of parse the terrorism that happens domestically from the terrorism that happens as a result of uh, uh islamic extremists and it sort of like takes the burden off of legislators or people to come up with uh, uh, common sense legislation, say, against guns. If uh, a kid can shoot 28, you know, young children in Newtown, and us, for, for us not to have sensible gun control, it doesn't make sense. But, you know, a guy goes out and, and uh, in the name of Islam, uh, goes and kills some people, then there's, there's legislation. I just feel like, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me. A lot of times, uh, what what motivates us to, to have this distinction? It's just sort of, you know, it, it's, it's baffling, to say the least, where we have our own homegrown domestic terrorists that carry these things out, but we only want to address things when, 
you know, it's Islamic or it's some other threat from outside of the U.S. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you for your call and for your comments. Uh, nothing yeah. I can add to that. I agree. Thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate you giving us a buzz back. I know your phone had dropped before. Marvin's in Florida, line five. Hey, Marvin, good afternoon and welcome. Hi, Leslie. Hey. How are you today? Good. Well, I, I was taking I was taking a different angle on this because I was thinking to myself, what, what would be the ramifications for the 2016 uh, presidential election? Because if I'm a Hispanic voter, and I'm looking at them trying to repeal the the president's executive action on immigration and DACA. I'm saying, why in the hell would I even vote for these guys? I, I know that uh, uh, Jeb Bush and also uh, Rand Paul got to say, you got to be kidding me. I mean, it, it, this is a no-brainer. For a party who's trying to court and win the Hispanic vote for 2016, it's game over after this. It is game over. <laughs> I like how you're putting it. Um, but I, ha- you know what? You would think so, but that doesn't seem to happen, does it? I mean, you would think I, so. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. All of the Democrat has to do is get 39 percent of the white vote. It's game over because <laughs> that, that's all they have to do now. Anybody running for president of the United States in the Democratic Party, you get 39 to 40 percent of the uh, Caucasian vote. You're going to get 70 plus of the Hispanic vote and 90 plus of the African-American vote. It's over. It's over. And the Republicans got to be reading the same tea leaves that the Democrats are This is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. One. American people don't want Obamacare repealed and replaced. Two, majority of American people want uh, want, want uh, background checks, universal background checks. Three, a majority of uh, American majority of um, uh, American people know that immigration reform is inevitable. And like you said, the changing demographic, literally the changing face of the American voter, the minorities, and when you have ten plus. P- 10 plus percent uh, of Hispanics uh, voting and voting for Democrats, you know, over what, you know, over 95 percent voting for Democrats. Um, why would you have legislation that's going to anger the Hispanic community? And then when you go one step further after a terrorist attack, I think everybody in America is like, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. We all want to, We all don't want to kiss our ass goodbye. How stupid can a serious if you want a, a recipe for failure? There it is. But you know what? I would have thought they would have, you know, failed with, you know, being the party you know and just blocking anything that was done in the best interest of the majority of the American people, the working class, the middle class. But hey, they got the majority in the House and the Senate. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery. We've got all the news right here. I'm going to stop you right there. I see you about to settle on a day-old donut for breakfast. Well, this is a chick intervention. Because McChicken Biscuits and Chicken McGriddles are now at McDonald's. So just hit that drive through and change your life. For breakfast, you got this. Wake up breakfast. Say good morning to McChicken for breakfast. Right now at your local McDonald's, you can mix and match two Chicken McGriddles or McChicken Biscuits for just $3. Price and participation may vary at participating McDonald's for a limited time.